Welcome back to After Adult. My name is Siri, but you probably also know me as Adrian if you listen to this podcast a lot, because that's what Rachel calls me, because that's uh, my other name. And I'm Rachel, and I'm just a civilian. <laughs> Rachel doesn't have any other name, except we call each other pizza sluts sometimes. That's true. Ooh, that's a good <laughs> yeah. name. We've got Joanna Angel on the podcast today. Hi. Hi. Hi, how are you? Great. It's good to be here. Yeah, we're excited for you to be here because, and Joanna is on because we're going to be talking about her new book, Club 42, which is a choose your own erotic fantasy novel, which is very fun. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Thank very you. Very fun. Thank you guys. It's It's good to be here. So Joanna... We were kind of talking before. People, if they don't know who you are, just pause real quick. Google her. You can Google me. I yeah. want to read because your your um, intro on the book is perfect because it, it sums it all up. Joanna Angel <laughs> is an award-winning adult film star, director, producer, best-selling author, and entrepreneur. You are porn royalty, Joanna. Thank you. We love you. And <laughs> we're glad you're here. Thank and you so I, I'd be surprised if anyone who's listening hasn't heard of you. (laughs) But you wrote this wonderful book, and that's what we're here to talk about. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's called Club 42, and it is a choose your own erotic fantasy novel. I'm technically not supposed to call it choose your own adventure. Oh, right. Because that is that's technically like a copy written. It's copyrighted. Yeah, actually, when my other book, which was also the same format, um, when it came available for pre-order on Amazon, it did actually say choose your own adventure huh. erotica or something. And we got like a cease and desist and then wow. take it down. That's change. wild. Yeah. I had so no idea I was that, like, that was. <laughs> yeah. To the publishing company, I'm like, uh, you guys should have looked into that before I wrote a, wrote a whole book. <laughs> this is, um, <laughs> have fun dealing with this. <laughs> Figure it yeah. out. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> you were like, I'm just the creative. Yeah, That's yeah. Why which you have all these people really here. Really fun for me as somebody who spent most of their career owning a company. I'm like, not my problem. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> so, so I have a question. Why the choose your own uh, erotic fantasy? Yes. Why okay. the choose your own fantasy format? Because well, that you know, was the thing that was really interesting to me. Why? You see, everybody wants me to have a profound answer to this question um it was my publisher the the publishing company's idea it wasn't my idea oh, okay um so you know when they they first asked me to write a book um basically they they asked me to write a book i can thank uh, another um legendary porn star asa akira who's an author as well she put together uh, like a collection uh, what do you call it? Like a essay collection? Yeah, 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 yeah. A collection of stories. It's called Aserotica. Which yeah. I have, and I haven't oh, gotten have a chance it. to read it yet. Yeah, I oh, have a awesome. whole shelf. I have got like my porn bookshelf. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, so I contributed to that um, collection. And then um, she told me the publishing company really loved it, Cleese, and uh, they were interested in talking to me about doing a novel. Mm-hmm. I was so excited. I was like, yeah, like I've I've always wanted to write a book. It's something, you know, probably most of my porn fans don't know about me, but like any of my friends 
that have known me before porn or anything always knew like it was always like my dream to like write a book. Were you um, an avid reader like just growing up and um a reader and, and and mostly a writer. Like I run yeah. I won like a short story contest when I was in first grade. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Okay, but yes. what was okay. your short I mean, story about? Oh, when I was in first grade? Yeah. <laughs> Do you really want to know? Um yeah. okay, it was about a girl uh, was I I was nine years old so was I in first grade was I in second grade no nine is like third or fourth third? no nine is fourth grade I okay think. then maybe I want it yeah. in fourth grade or what all I remember is the story was called number nine okay okay because the girl in the story was nine years old and she did everything that she did nine times a day I don't know. So it was like she woke up and then she ate like nine bowls of cereal for breakfast. And then she did, I don't know. And it was this whole story about a girl who lived her life, who was obsessed with the number nine. And she did everything nine times that day. That sounds honestly like a really cute children's book. Um, (laughs) A really cute children's book about obsessive compulsive disorder. making up stories you know maybe it started when I was like really young and I just lied to my parents all the time I don't know (laughs) it's just always been um something I enjoy doing and then when I was when I was in college I was part of all these like writing clubs Mm -hmm. um I went to like open mic night sometime I would read like really crappy poetry that I wrote (laughs) Um, so were people like snapping in the background like yeah yeah, yes yeah um (laughs) You know, I did that. Uh, But, you know, so it's always been like a a passion of mine. And then, you know, in the adult industry, like writing porn scripts is people laugh at it, but it's it's very hard. You know, we had Sean Elf on the podcast, my writing partner. It's a dear friend of mine. His name is in the acknowledgments. And when I saw that, I wanted to I wanted to be like, oh, I'm so sorry, Joanna, that you had to deal with Sean Elf's <laughs> presence. You know what I find so funny? I mean, Sean has become such a close friend of mine and I insult him all the time. And like, <laughs> I don't insult people. It's like not part of my personality. He just invites it. He invites it. And then it's funny because the other day he posted something and I saw... Um, Bunny Colby, like, replied, like, right away, like, something really insulting. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad it's not just me. Like, I, <laughs> I, just, I do it, too. I just, like, I insult him about I would things I would never insult other people mm-hmm. about. So he must he must like it, right? You know? I think he likes it. I think he likes it. Because yeah. We all do it. Like, he yeah. has a lot of female That's what, friends that berate him all the time. Yeah. That's what Adrian <laughs> was saying before you signed on, that, like, it is constantly a rain on sean elf parade all the time <laughs> like he's gotta be into it or something you know sometimes yeah. i'll feel bad i'll be like you know he's actually a, a really a really good friend and i think a good person and i'm so mean <laughs> to him and then i'll like have I'll occasionally have a moment when i'm like drunk or something where i'll like text him and say i'm sorry and then and then i take it back <laughs> I take it back. I'm like, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's so good. <laughs> Let's just keep insulting Sean. But but he, he did spend, you know, since he was always working on porn scripts, you know, we sat in coffee shops together a lot and he was kind of there when I would like run out of steam. And, you know, so it was mm-hmm. a good, a very good writing uh, buddy to have. Is it fun to sort of 
Right, because the thing with a more traditional format of a book, I guess, is that you have, you can have, like, subplots and stuff, but really, it's going to end the way it's going to end. Is it fun to have all these different little threads that you can pull? (laughs) 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 Um, I like a challenge. (laughs) Okay. So, it's, like, that kind of fun? Like, like, is it fun to lift more than you should be lifting at the gym? (laughs) Is it fun... To run on a treadmill, you know, <laughs> it's that kind of fun. Like, like yeah. you, you know, it's a challenge and you attack it. Um, in some ways, it's fun because, like, you could t- you get to really like explore different things. But sometimes it's it's a bummer when um, you get really into a story and you're mm-hmm. like in the zone, and then you're like, okay, now I have to. I have to switch. I have to gotta switch. Gotta give up that baby. Or like, yeah, or like, I gotta uh, make a split. Like, I'll be in a good zone. I'll be like, I'm mm. almost at the end of this chapter. I'm like, no, now this chapter has to become two other chapters and then two other chapters. And then, yeah, it, it's a challenge, but um, I hope it was fun for the it reader. It was definitely fun to read. Um, Absolutely. It's hard to keep track of sometimes, but yeah, you, you, you wind up writing like, like, you know, when you write anything, you write an outline, but when you make it choose your own erotic fantasy whatever <laughs> i had like almost like a crime map i wrote in my notes i was like what kind of flow chart did this look like because it had to be like i'm just like brackets like <laughs> yeah and actually i wrote a flow chart and then halfway through writing i threw the flow chart away because i went <laughs> off i went off the flow chart i just stopped looking at it and i was like now i am in too deep and now we need a new flow chart <laughs> Well, you wrote a fan, like I, so, and I even must admit that I'm not someone who actually reads like a lot of erotica. I do. I don't either. And I feel terrible because in every interview, they're like, what are your favorite erotic authors? I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) (laughs) Rachel reads more than I do. Yeah. You should just start saying Chuck Tingle. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He believes that like, that you should just put love out into the universe. And sometimes the way you put out love is by fucking concepts so like so some writing a book called fucked in the butt by my own butt. my own butt okay yeah. that sounds perfect he's already my favorite author <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's on my list so so i love that this is dedicated to your sister yeah she's the fuck so did she so this story takes place you follow naomi who is a proud brooklynite Yes. As she starts her first day after getting fired from a coffee shop and she just kind of wanders into a strip club. Yes. Um, so did you go to her to get all of the... Well, I was a stripper shit? in New York, so that part, you know, a lot of that is my experience. Mm-hmm. But my sister is a Brooklyn hipster and she did get fired from a coffee shop. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, and actually, good. very much Naomi's home life is very much... My sister's life. I actually used the name of one of her roommates that my sister was kind of mad at me about because she has a roommate. the The character Messy Jesse in the yeah, book I was, about to ask. I was just gonna say Messy Jesse is messy real. Jesse is real, and my sister was like, "And is she actually messy?" Yeah, she was a mess. <laughs> And my sister was always stressed about it. She used to live in a place. She doesn't live with them anymore. Now she lives with her husband. But she used to live in this Brooklyn hipster compound with two other girls. And, like, they were both always mad at Messy Jesse for leaving a mess. And I just, I used to hear about it all the time. That's fantastic. I hope she finds it as, like, an honor, you know. I've met Messy Jesse several times. She's a really nice, nice girl. 
I mean, yeah. Messy Jesse in the book sounded pretty nice. Like, yeah, very she was, chill. She's like a rad friend, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really funny. But yeah, that apartment in the book is my sister's apartment. <laughs> you know, the railroad apartment or like... You I know, actually like, don't know what a railroad apartment is. Oh, because you're not from Brooklyn. Is it just where it's a really long hallway? <laughs> yeah, more or less. Like, it's kind of like... It's like you... It's a great apartment for couples because technically it's one bedroom, you know, but like yeah. they're usually a little bit more pricey than most of the one bedrooms because they're bigger than all the one bedrooms. I don't know. So it's literally like a railroad. Like you walk in, like usually when you walk in, you kind of walk into the kitchen and then there's just this really long hallway and then there'll be this other room. Okay. So that's what makes it a railroad. You have to go through a room to get to the bedroom. Oh, so you know okay. what I mean? So you'd have the living room. It would be like, like, and it's always shaped like a rectangle. So it'd be like Mm -hmm. a living room. And then right next to it, there'd be like some random room that I guess you could use, like, you know, when someone's really trying to market an apartment, they'd be like two bedroom, but like, it's really not two bedrooms. That's what happens to houses here. They're shotgun style houses. And so it's like, they'll market it as two bedroom, except they don't tell you that you have to walk through the walk through bedroom one bedroom too. to get to the other bedroom mm-hmm. and then one bedroom will be you know we'll usually have a window but this middle room there's not going to be able to be a window in it because it's just in the middle yeah. so you just have this random room that sort of just turn you know so so a lot of times people in brooklyn you know like when my sister was younger she lived she lived in one of those bedrooms that were in a bedroom you know we were in that middle room um but yeah, it's, I guess it's a nice situation when a couple can live there alone or if you're like a single dude and you're like, yeah. But they're, you know, they're usually like as expensive as like, they're a little less expensive mm-hmm. than a two bedroom, but more expensive than a one bedroom. So they fall into this weird, weird category, uh, weird category. So I have a question about your book because there are several different through lines. Naomi has several different romantic interests. And she has a different um, name in every... I tried to make that clear. She has a different name in every single path, which was so hard to keep track of. That's what I really liked. It's like in one, she's named Indica, and one, she's named like Licorice, and yeah. another <laughs> in, another one, she's just Naomi G, which is her name, and she feels real stupid about it. Um, <laughs> I like LeClaire the best, because I was just like, that's a ridiculous no name. Sense, right? But I kept reading it and my brain would be like, LaCroix? Yeah, I know. It made no sense. But then, like, nobody could pronounce it. So it just changed. I don't know. Yeah, I had fun with it. Which would be perfect because, like, hipsters, LaCroix. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Well, Times Square is not for hipsters. Exactly. So she was leading this double life. So she was going to be fine. But did you also think about that with her different, like, love interests? Because, you know, there's one particular interest that I'm thinking of. Um, and she, in one scene, has a foot fetish, except then they have sex again if you follow a different plot line, and there's nothing foot fetish about it. Right. So does, like, choosing a different pathway for Naomi lead to a whole different alternate universe? Yes. Yeah, they don't don't exist within each other, (laughs) and that's very... Yeah, 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 exactly. That's very very fun, because I got it... One of the characters, Rob... I love Rob. Is very negative in one of the plot lines. Yes, yes. Where yeah. he's very anti-stripper. Yeah. And reminds I, me of all of my ex I was going to say, <laughs> we, you know, and I feel like that's not covered a lot. Like in, in books about sex work is the douchey boyfriend that everybody gets stuck with. <laughs> you hit it like nail on the head. I and did. also yeah. I 
so as I mentioned, I was up late. I couldn't put it down. Like uh, that, that means the world to me. I'm gonna start crying. Same. You know, thank you. We're right. gonna have a link to buy it. Um, I know that you. It's it's. I would prefer to tell our listeners if they're gonna buy this to buy it from an independent bookstore or not from Amazon or whatever. Right. Um, but you're doing an event, or has it already happened, but you were going to do something at the Ripped Bodice in LA. Uh, Yeah, I did it a couple days ago. I mean, event. Okay. I did it from my laptop, but logged into their <laughs> Facebook. But yes, yes, yes. Awesome. We'll put that link up, because you can buy it from them. Yeah, you can buy it from okay. them. There was a point, and I can't find what page it's on, but I mean, I don't need to like read it from the actual book. I was like, I'm going to wake up my roommate, because I started like cackling loudly in my oh, apartment at one in the morning. I think I was looking... I was looking for it, too, because you sent me, because I didn't start reading it yet, and it's the redistribution of wealth through Naomi's <laughs> pussy, and I, I oh, loved so that bad. line. There's so many good lines. So many. And it's not something, like, when you're picking this up, like, yeah, you expect it to be, like, sexy, but for it to also be funny is very nice. Thank you. And, like, who hasn't had a Rob in their life, oh, you know? God. <sighs> The so the part that I think might have been my whole favorite in the Rob story arc okay. was where the story splits off and you get the choice to choose to either slap Rob in the face or kick Rob in the balls. <laughs> yes, yes, that was so, that felt empowering to write because I, of course, uh, I had a Rob. You know, basically before I met my husband, I was I was with a Rob. But the, the character, if he ever reads this book, he'll know this book was about him. I mean, there's so you know the, the stories are so similar. I used him the way he used me. Um, but still, <laughs> Rob is not like, I mean, it, you know, Rob is handsome with a big dick who like fucks like a champion. I mean, there's many good things about Rob. He's just, you know, he's just a fuck boy. I don't know what to say. You know, he's that kind of guy that like every girl has a kryptonite for. It doesn't matter how powerful you are, how successful you are. We were all crumble at Rob's. <laughs> the the yes. rock musician. We are, we are weak. <laughs> we cannot <laughs> defeat Rob's. I've oh. seen, I've had lesbian friends of mine turn for Rob's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, that, that fits. That, that, yeah. <laughs> That's right. You know, and, and for people who haven't read the book, or most people haven't read the book because it's not even technically out yet, but uh, Rob is a very handsome Douchey musician. Mm-hmm, yes. <laughs> and then yeah, I, except and his, his success as a musician is, changes a little bit depending yeah. on what story path you choose, yeah, 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 which is also yeah. very fun to see. No, the I, and I totally, you know, was in that situation. But, you, you know, when you're in those toxic relationships, sometimes you have really hot sex. I mean, you do. You know? Yeah, the Rob scenes were some of my favorites. They, that was some really hot stuff. And I actually, when I was... Uh, I, ch- I had to check in with my editor at some point when I was writing the book. Um, I was kind of losing my mind and also just like with all the structure and I don't know. And at some point I, you know, I had written a bunch of it and I wrote the negative Rob path and I was not planning on writing a positive Rob path. I was just going to split okay. off other things even more. And I had other characters that never wound up coming to fruition. I was going to have a whole path about the DJ that I never wound up writing. Anyway, um my TJ the editor, DJ. TJ the TJ. DJ. And I when I worked at a strip club, the DJ's name was TJ. Was, <laughs> oh, I'm so glad to know that that's a real thing. <laughs> and no one thought it was funny. Everyone was like, we're just all gonna like never acknowledge how weird that's this hilarious. is. <laughs> yeah, <'cause... laughs> and like yeah, my editor I remember was like, you know, I, we really love this Rob Path, but I think 
you should have a path where he's like a supportive boyfriend. I was like, what? <laughs> How? You were like, that doesn't really? sound right like, to me. I don't know. How am I going to do that? And she's like, you know, I just think, you know, this is, might be like, like, you know, if we're going to have this much negative, there should be positive. And I was like, ah! fine I'll make Rob nice <laughs> and I really didn't want to you know and actually that was the night shift my first book got a lot of mostly positive feedback but the only negative feedback was actually from several people women were like there's not very many likable male characters I'm like, there's not very many there's not very many likable male characters in life <laughs> I, think, I was yeah. like what is wrong with you women who want so much likable men <laughs> also really loved about this because I fully expected this to be a lot more heterosexual than it was and there's so did like, I yeah I mean I didn't yeah, really know was, but I was like this is the yeah. best yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like there's she has romantic interest with women and with a trans person and it's just I was like wow it is just nice to see that it's not just it's and there's all, no yeah. like coming out conversation really she's just like she's like I don't know I slept yeah she's like I'm into this Mm -hmm. I slept with some women in college and like I could do it again yeah 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 (laughs) I mean I think that's I mean this is a modern day erotic story and I think Mm -hmm. I don't think it would make any sense for a modern I mean this is erotica this is supposed to be a fantasy and I I don't want to cater to people whose fantasies only consist of heterosexual sex. <laughs> That's not Amen. right. They Amen. need to expand yeah. their mind, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, well, you did a fantastic women, job you know? with that, too. Like, Thank I was you. like, this is, like, it's really nice mm-hmm. to see. Even, like, I guess I even admitted earlier, like, I don't read a ton of erotica. So it's not like I'm the, like authority on this thing. But well, that's what I was this going representation. for. But obviously, like, it is. It is important, and the fact that you put that effort in and did it really well, and it's well executed, mm-hmm. and it's a very, a very sexy book. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, it was my goal to make people who don't normally read erotica enjoy this. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I would assume people who read erotica would like it anyway, so I don't have to cater to them. You yeah. know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't read a ton of erotica. But also, like, I work in porn. You know, like, do I really want? on my off time, if I ever get the chance to sit on the beach and read a book, do I really want to read a descriptive sex scene after spending a whole week shooting (laughs) (laughs) descriptive sex scene, being in front of sex, you know, like, is that what I, you know? So maybe if I wasn't in porn, I would read more erotica, you know? I mean, I did used to read erotica when I was in college and stuff. So I think, yeah. No, I just, I just loved it. And like the characters all, felt so like fleshed out and it to the point where even when you didn't choose that path line and I read the other ones I was like oh this is a difference when you don't develop this relationship it changes completely you still see like the little granules of like what could have been yeah yeah, so to speak so yeah it is uh very cool thank you I am so glad and I'm so glad you loved the Rob story <laughs> yes i love i i both slapped rob in the face and kicked and rob puck, in the balls yeah do you like it adventure. how she how she learned it from from playing his from looking at his video games you so know good. from when he just from when he just casually moved in without having a conversation about it <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Which I also had happen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, wow. It's just, everyone's got to rob. Seriously. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to ask you about, Joanna, is the process, like, editing a book like this, where there is a representation of so many different types of people. Is there, like, does that affect the editing process at all? Like, Oh, is, well, is yeah. there someone who's reading that specifically with an eye this on, like... Actually, this, especially because the book, this book started, you know, was was being edited right in, like, the, the very heavy time. Over the summer and... Yeah, yeah, yeah over yeah. the summer and things mm-hmm. were, you know, became probably more sensitive than they've ever been. And, you know, rightfully so, because the, the things, <laughs> like, it was like history had repeated itself in this yeah. kind of way. Well, yeah, um, we, we've talked about that, because we're actually, we both live in Louisville, and it was... Oh, really? Oh, yeah, so we have that. been... <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's been, yeah. That must have been tough. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah. <laughs> I'm very glad, because first of all, Cleese uh, is one of the most, like, um, inclusive publishing companies as it is anyway you know they're very inclusive they're very like diverse um that's that they've always been on the forefront of of that kind of stuff they were actually like the first company i think to ever publish like erotica for trans um men and women you know and stuff like that um so they've always been kind of ahead of the times when it comes to just you know being careful with stuff like that um so they had the edit the editor there. You know, my editor was already pretty keen to that stuff, but we actually hired, which I didn't know existed. Um, this is actually a job. They said, they said because of all the different people in the book, um, they actually also hired a sensitivity reader, and I mm-hmm. I didn't know that was a thing. This is a thing that people do. <laughs> full-time actually where they yeah they, you can even find it it's like a, there's like actually pages with like listings for it where you hire someone of the race gender whatever you know wh- whatever it is that you are writing about if you are not of that race or that gender mm-hmm. um and they will read it over for you and basically tell you what's okay and what's not okay so we hired and not only did we hire a trans a trans person to a, a trans woman to to do a sensitivity reading of the book, we needed to find someone who was specifically a black trans woman to do a sensitivity mm-hmm. read of the book because the character uh, what is is a black trans woman. Um, and um, yeah, so uh, we, which was actually hard to find. <laughs> um, and we were, you know, pretty dead set and we wanted to find that. And then I actually kind of went through when we were having a hard time finding it because that was sort of holding up the publication of the book. I was like, you know, I could change a few sentences and she doesn't have to be black anymore, but it was kind of important for me, for her yeah. to be black, but but we need to find someone, you know, what if we don't find it? It put me in a tough position, you know, because yeah. like the diversity of the book was very important to me. Um, and, um, you know, I already had a very clear image of what the character looked like. And, you know, and I thought that, that was, you know, one of her important attributes. But uh, anyway, we did find a, a black trans uh, woman who read over it, and it was very good for me uh, to see what she commented on, what she didn't comment on, what she liked, mm-hmm. what she didn't like, and she gave a very thorough explanation of what should stay and what should go, and um, so that was a pretty interesting process. Um, that's awesome. So, yeah, I, yeah. I think that's probably going to become more and more, you know, necessary with literature, probably movies and, and everything. Yeah, and I mean, I was just going to say, like, I can think of several TV shows and movies that could have yeah, used a sensitivity that, Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know, I'm not sure. Everything was right, you know, and it it it, it is a tricky thing um, these days, you know, but, um, but it was important to me to have a diverse book, so mm-hmm. um, 
Yeah. Awesome. And it's also not just important to me, that's representative of, of a strip club in New York. You know, I mean, yeah. I remember when I worked at a strip club in New York or even when I worked at a strip club in New Jersey, like, you know, uh, in college, not to sound whatever, like 99% of the people around me most of the time were like white upper middle class people. I mean, that's just what a lot of colleges are, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and, and even though I, I liked to consider myself a very like open-minded, you know, kind of diverse person. But if you just looked at my friend group, it wouldn't have appeared that way. And, um, and when I remember when I worked at a strip club, I, I was like, I am really like now actually friends and interacting like on a very close level with like so many different people from so many different places, so many different ages, so many different ethnicities, you know, um, so, and that it would be, you know, wouldn't make any sense to write a book about a strip club, especially on the East coast that didn't include so many different types of people. Yeah. On that note, I actually love the setting of the strip club for this. And I think it works like really perfect as a launching off point for all these different stories. And that being said, even though I do porn, I've, I've never done any feature dancing stuff because the idea of dancing in front of anyone scares the fucking shit out of me. Really? And I've only probably been in a strip club like five times in my life. And so I don't know that much about strip clubs. But I was reading this feeling like, I know that you have been a, a stripper in the past. And I also know that I'm sure you've done feature dance tours I and stuff too. So you've yeah. had time in strip clubs and you yeah, know what yeah, you're writing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've had a lot of time in strip clubs. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they're, they're really fun, awesome places. I love strip clubs. I have love you, them too. I wish I could. Yeah. I mean, I can't really spend time in them now. Thanks, I was COVID, about but. to ask. I'm not sure if you keep touch, keep like in touch with any people who you used to work with who maybe like still work there or still like adjacent. But is it totally different now because of COVID? Are you are people are oh. like, man, I just can't wait until I could have a VIP room experience again. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I guess I guess I don't really talk to a lot of like house dancers. I mean, I do know a lot of the porn stars that had to like cancel their like feature dancing tours because of COVID and stuff like that. Um, I had a bunch of feature dancing gigs that, you know, I had booked that that, uh, you know, had to get canceled. But um, I think some of them in some parts of the country are open again. Um yeah, I've heard but, that. I would assume in like Florida. <laughs> yeah, Texas. where things, where the, the things just never close. Places. Yeah, but uh, but I don't know. I think I'm pretty lucky because I really experienced uh, stripping as a house dancer. That's when you work at the strip club. I was not a featured mm -hmm. entertainer. I was just a girl that worked at a strip club, you know, so <laughs> I had that experience for a few years where I was just, you know, like the girl in the book. It's a whole yeah. different experience when you're the feature because you you all, you're only there for like two days. You're, you're like separate from everyone, you know, mm -hmm. you're not uh, you're not a regular, you know, you're not part of the part of the mill. Um, <laughs> it's kind of lonely, you know, it's actually much more fun uh, as a house dancer. I thought you did a great job of kind of describing, and I also assume that this is a pretty accurate thing uh, since you've had that experience working in a strip club where like there's kind of a mix of like the coworkers, like the other women stripping at the club. Y you've got some that are like just straight up like catty and mean. Yeah. And just rude. And then you've got like, you know, the, the one who takes... Naomi under her wing and like there's it, it's like a good mix and a good representation and it's not like I, don't, I just think it's a very nice portrayal of like friendships between women also yeah yeah and the type of like you know 
relationships that you have. I mean, you know, it's kind of similar mm-hmm. in porn, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, I yeah. yeah, that makes sense. A lot of that is very much echoed in, in the porn industry. But, but in stripping, you're all in the same room all the time, you know? <laughs> In porn, the only room we're all in all the time together is Twitter. <laughs> you're, all, you're all, like, juggling for the same makeup counter space in the You are, in the yeah. Especially in New the York. The, the dressing rooms in New York are really small. Are there actually, like, strip clubs where you can't drink alcohol? Oh, yeah. That, that, I did not know ones, that was a thing. Yeah, those are the ones that I always worked in at. In L.A., yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but, yeah, it was a thing on the East Coast. They, would, they could be full nude if there was no alcohol. Huh. Um, so yeah, you'd have these like bars. It's, yeah, it's like that in LA too. Or, I think I it think might be of- like that. Most of the strip clubs that I've been to are in Dallas. Um, and I, I feel like they had liquor at a lot of them. But the ones that I went to in Dallas were like, but the are spirit, they full right? like the really high end ones and all that? Yeah, but they're not showing their vaginas. Yes, I don't believe that they were. Yeah, yeah. I think they can. They get really, really skimpy. Right, they but, get skimpy. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh But that's so smart though, and it, it that's such a I don't know, it feels like protective of the people who are up there dancing because you know, when people, especially men, get drunk, they a lot of things can happen, but sometimes they think they rule the world. Yeah. Um, I mean I think it's just like a state law, it's no strip club manager. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I want to protect the girls. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, but it is a thing. And the, and I always worked at full nude clubs. And, like, it, there was, like, a real separation between the full nude clubs and the clubs with liquor. I mean, it's a whole different environment. And, like, actually, when I was, when I was a stripper, I remember I tried to work at some of those topless clubs. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of them wouldn't hire me because they were more, like, they were more high end, you know, yeah. like the full nude clubs. It was pretty much understood that like just about anyone could work there, which I kind of <laughs> like in the beginning. But like the, 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 they call them like the gown clubs and you can also wear anything at a full nude club. You could walk on there like with anything. Yeah. And like, but yeah, the other clubs that had liquor, you know, they and they were topless. Like they the girls wore like really fancy gowns. Sometimes they'd have like makeup artists in the dressing rooms and like. They were also just, it was just different. Everything was, you know, I think that the, there would also be more of a dress code for the men, too. I think they tried mm-hmm. to make it like this, it was more of like a thing, like like you would sit down and have a drink with the guy, you know? But like the full nude clubs is just like, show me your pussy. Uh, <laughs> That's what I'm here for. I, I feel like if I were going to work at a strip club, I would definitely go the nude club. Yeah. Route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would always feel more comfortable at a new club. They're definitely like, but think of the type of customer that's going in there. Like when you work at like a liquor club, you have all types of people going in there. Somebody for their birthday party, girls, you know, a girl's night out will be Mm -hmm. there and like throw dollar bills, you know, like even just like people meeting there for like a happy hour beer after work because they just happen to like it. But like guys going into a full new club, like they... Want to see your pussy? Not that is it. There's like no other reason to be there. You they want to see some tits. And <laughs> they want to see, they, and they want to see <laughs> your tits. They want to see your pussy. Yeah, because the other clubs they could see your tits. You know, yeah, they are not okay, interested. Yeah, even and in the, the ass. Tits. They want to see the inside of your vagina, and they want. <laughs> yeah, there was actually it. a passage where she's like, "I'm gonna pry my vagina," so, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. "Wait, is that a thing?" Like, <laughs> 
I mean, obviously, I know it's a thing. Yeah. In porn, but like, I don't know. I just, I my impression because I have been to some of the, like, I've been to like one full nude club in LA. This is like years and years ago that didn't serve liquor, and right. I and I was like just it, it's it was a very different atmosphere it's totally different yeah. yeah and then sometimes some of these clubs will have like a a like 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 a deal with a bar next door they're like mm. some under the table deal we're oh. like we're not gonna tell you to go there but like you can go there and like re-enter here you know and they'll make like deals with each other so like that seems smart <laughs> i remember yeah i remember dancing at one it's like the girls kept walking over there and like doing shots and coming back and customers too like i remember like you know at some point the manager's like want to go over the bar you know, next door, I'm like, sure. And, I, and it was cold out. So it's like, I'm putting my jacket on, walking over, <laughs> chugging a vodka soda, and then like walking back. It's, <laughs> it's, it's funny, you know, in every state, in every like strip club is just so different from one another, you know, and it's, it's pretty, pretty hilarious. Do, do, now, this is just a you question, but do you have among all your feature dancing tours, a favorite state or city to strip in? Ooh. <laughs> hmm. You know, Pittsburgh is such a great place to strip, huh. oddly. I mean, it's actually always the, the less uh, populate, populated, popular, whatever. The more, like, working class mm-hmm. um, cities always, you know. I remember having a strip club I loved in, like, Allentown, Pennsylvania. You know, it's always, like, the wow. less exciting of the town and more exciting the strip club is. Because it's where everyone goes, yeah. you know. When you're, like, in New York, when you're in L.A., like, there's there's, like, so much other shit to do. Yeah. Um, have you so, ever gone to a strip club in Kentucky? <laughs> I was about to say, you'd love Louisville. I don't think there are many strip clubs here. I mean, are they even like, I, yeah, it was like, I really, are they even legal? Like, are they there yeah, at all? There are a lot of, so there There was one downtown like, that closed recently. There's, yeah, there used to be one downtown, um, like, that I can't think of specifically because it's right next to um, this bar called Meta. A lot of the ones that I've seen are mostly off of this called Dixie Highway, which is like sort of more on the outskirts of town or but, you know, and then you also get like those are the ones that they have the advertising on like billboards and it's like girls, girls, girls. Right, right, right. <laughs> and yeah. shit like that. I haven't been to. I mean, I've been to Lou. Lou, Lou you, you guys always call it Lou. <laughs> you can say it's okay yeah. if someone who's not I call it Louisville. Yeah. yeah, that's acceptable. Yeah. Just not um, pronouncing the S is what's not acceptable. Yeah. I used to go. I had been there before. They used to have like a pretty big punk festival there. I don't know if I'm dating myself. Oh, that's like cool. I'm not originally from here, so okay, I don't okay. know all of the oh. all the local lore. But okay, so <laughs> yeah. I used to go there for that. Like I went a couple of years ago, um, but I, that was the only times I've been there. But yeah, I guess I haven't gone to a strip club there. But yeah, I've been to strip clubs all over the country. It's been pretty cool to to see how you know how different they all are. Um, is there going to be a sequel to Club Forty Two that features in one plotline where Rob is nice? Um, Naomi decides to go on tour with I know, him right? so it could she can be, be I a did, feature I dancer. So that, open. so that she can get gangbanged for real <laughs> yes. by the whole band. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Spoiler alert. Yeah, no, it's OK. 
okay. You know, it's okay. It's okay. They still need to read a lot together. Yeah, it's you still true. have to read. She you gotta could, work for that. Yeah. She could get gangbanged by the band. Mm-hmm. Happily ever after. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what she always wanted. And there was wanted. some bi, some bi dude on dude activity That was in there. so Very much hot. fun to write. Yes. In yes. Her, in her mind. Yeah, that <laughs> was, that was really fun. Honestly, I think the most fun thing about it is that, like, Naomi's also surprised by some of her fantasies. Like, yeah. she, like, becoming a stripper, like, unlocks something in her. And and she talks about, like, she talks about how she likes being called a slut, even though that's, like, not something that we're supposed right. to be calling people anymore. But she likes it. She she gains a newfound appreciation for Nickelback. <laughs> There are so also, I mean, we gotta give you big kudos on like how humorous this book is. I don't know that I've actually read like among uh, the ten eroticas I've read before in my life. I don't know that any of them actually made me laugh. And I had so many moments where I like LOL. That's really important to me. But you know what? Another funny thing, in addition to my editor saying you need a positive Rob. Another thing that actually she took out a lot in the editing, she's like, you're being too mean to Mickleback. <laughs> she's like, we're a little oh worried. We don't want to get in some kind of like oh lawsuit God. for like defamation. So there was so much more making fun of Nickelback that had to come out. That's that amazing. was like something I even tried to fight for. I'm like, no, I need that Nickelback insult oh to God. stay in the book. And they were like, Joanna, we just, we really don't feel, you know, this is what happens when you have an editor you have to fight with them sometimes and it was just so funny like of all the things i was fighting for (laughs) i was like this is part of my brand to make fun of nickelback (laughs) but you know it becomes i think more of like but i'm glad there was still enough in there that you notice it yes yeah more of a love-hate relationship with nickelback because like it's a testament to your writing that during those that part because there's like one specific big part where she really goes into like her how she's like wow i've never thought of it this way and i was like do i need to go listen to nickelback and give it another chance like i mean i will say when i was a stripper i had that moment because i was a super like music nerd i was like very big in like the punk scene and like never listened to like you know whatever i you know had a really good like record collection and this and that and i do remember when i was a stripper like the first time i nickelback came on and i like danced my ass off and i was like i hope none of my friends were in here i actually remember really experiencing that with like lincoln park too and i was like "Mm." yeah i'm kind of into this you know yeah oh my god i remember remember thinking of that when when chester died i was like i should have been more open about my love for lincoln park (laughs) you should have have been lincoln park fan i shouldn't have been embarrassed you know it was a bummer for you sorry chester you know you did some good things for people and maybe you never knew about it oh my god to to start wrapping up i wanted to i i have like a choice passage that i picked that i wanted to read out loud that is um i can tell you how happy i am guys thank you this means like the world to me because girls like you is who exactly i wanted to like the book when i wrote this book so yeah and i and honestly i love it it's i'm going to go get your other your first book and oh, then i'm going to wait in anticipation for your next one thank you it's- thank you thank you so much we'll tell so which was your favorite because it's good for me to know because oh. doing these readings i'm like which part do i read i okay so i really liked um there's a bartender 
who she ends up yeah like who she ends up married to and i really liked the it's like almost like their epilogue where it's their married life and it's it's if you decide to become a dominatrix or a dom and like and that was just it was so humorous but also like so sweet it was pretty sweet it was it's like they just have this really nice little life where they (laughs) where they dom men together (laughs) rachel that could be your future with jude i don't think so I think you guys could do that. <laughs> I think I think uh, Jude would not be. I think you know what? I think I could. I love degrading men. I don't know if Jude. <laughs> I don't know if Jude would be able to hack it as a dog. The idea of him doing it is fantastic. <laughs> I'm a big fan. But yeah, I really enjoyed that. Just the epilogue made me feel. I was like, ah, oh, this is so horny. Yeah. It's so sweet. It's a, it's a female empowerment book, you know? Yes. Makes you think you can do anything. It's fantastic. So, I've... and I, I highlighted so many areas, but <laughs> but the last, I think the most recent one that I had, it was like when I was, you know, feverishly reading late last night. And this, and I, and I want to read this one because for selfish reasons, because when I read this, I had to stop and say, I was like, oh my God, this is like, I don't know that I've read anything that just resonates so deeply with how I felt. When I first walked onto a porn set. Oh, yes. Good. 24-year-old baby me. Yeah. All right. Let's hear it. Now there were over a dozen girls in so many different types of tracksuits. The room was filled with Louis Vuitton duffel bags, various oversized clear makeup bags, and lotions and sprays and eyeshadow palettes and foundations galore. I stood in the entrance taking it all in with my stonewashed jeans and H&M oversized v-neck, my Trader Joe's grocery bag on my shoulder. Looking like I was dropping off a Postmates order for one of the strippers. <laughs> I was just like, it me! <laughs> that Trader Joe's grocery bag became such a, a thing. It was a thing. Yeah, because you remember in one of them she had a fanny pack, and then like I need, I kept switching out what she was using, and I was like, what is the most unstripper thing she could possibly? And I just remember thinking like. The Trader Joe's grocery bag, you know, and it like it kept. And that particular story arc that that passage comes from is the one where she quits being a stripper. And she's like, "Ain't for me," and I was like, "Well, oh no, that's the one that resonated." With me. Yeah, right. Oh, where she's like, "No, I want to stay." Yeah, I mean, I had to have some dead ends, you know. The other day, yeah. she's like game overs, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That what it worked so well. But that made me laugh really hard. Oh, and then the other thing that I just, I just had one sentence that I had to write down as well, because it was another, just one of these like quippy things that I just like fucking loved so much. But, uh, quote, I was like a pretzel waiting to be eaten. <laughs> just I, out of context, out of context quote. I fucking loved it. Cause she's talking about being on stage and like contorting herself. <laughs> or I don't know if it was like in a sex scene that she said, but whatever. It was, the... it was a sex scene. Was it a sex scene? I'm like, I don't remember when I said that. But it was, it was so a sex good. scene. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well guys, this was so much fun. This was Thank so you. fun. Thank yes. uh, you. If you're, if you guys are around on Valentine's day, log into, I have a book, a virtual book reading that I'm doing with, with Asa Akira. Actually, uh, I'll be posting the link on my, Instagram, if you guys aren't doing anything, I mean, you just log on. Awesome. I think this is going to come out on Tuesday, so that will be in the past by the time. But but you guys, personally. Also, if there's an archived video or anything, we can always put the links. Like, anything like that, we can put the show notes as well, as well as the link to purchase the book. 
Thank you. This um, meant, meant the world to me, really. Like, absolutely. I, it's like, <laughs> I'm gonna cry. <laughs> like, really. Oh, I, no, I mean, no. You we'll guys cry are if like, you want to. it's okay to cry. Yeah, like, you guys are exactly who you know the type of of people I wanted to like the book. Just cool, Yay. sexy quirky funny women <laughs> that's who this oh, book is for you know that's what we're changing the name of the podcast to <laughs> sexy, quirky, funny women. <laughs> where can everyone find you on the internets joanna uh just go to uh my instagram or my twitter it's just at joanna angel uh, i'm verified on both accounts so you don't have to follow a fake joanna angel unless you want to unless you want to mm-hmm. um so people are into that you can uh they'll you know let me know what happens um <laughs> You know, I hope I hope they're cool. But... <laughs> yeah. Let Joanna know how much money they try to extort from you for the fake nudes that they claim they have. Like when people are like, "Oh, I got suckered into giving this fake account, you know, ten thousand dollars." I'm like, "Well, I, I don't. What? I've never gotten ten thousand dollars from anyone. Yeah. Like, this is so unfair." I'm like this. If you want to call and leave us a voicemail for a future episode, please dial 818-457-6535. It's a Google voice number, so no one's going to answer it. Um, Just, you know, don't try to sext me on it, please. 818-457-6535. You can also email either of us. I'm the real Siri at ProtonMail. Rachel is the real Rachel at ProtonMail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at AfterAdultPod or on Instagram at AfterAdult. Um, you can follow me personally on Twitter at Civilian Rachel. How much I post? Very little. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I wasn't into Twitter in its heyday. And I got to say, I'm still not that great at it. So, but, you know, I, I'll probably post something once a year. And you got to stay tuned for that. You don't know when you're going to miss it, you know? Exactly. You Yeah, you, you don't, don't know, know when it's coming. Happen. You got to just be on the edge of your seat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so good. And uh, y'all can follow me on Instagram, therealseries.ps, and on Twitter, therealseriesps. Uh, I'm shadow banned, so you got to type in the full thing and hit yeah. enter to actually well, find me. We all so live in a shadow band. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for being here, Joanna. Yes, thank thank you. you. Thank you, guys. You have a, a good weekend and a happy Valentine's Day. Happy thank Valentine's you. Day. Thank you. And listeners, everyone go buy Joanna's book, Club 40. Yes. Thank you. Far from born again. She's doing porn again This girl's a new creation Even after two kids She'll change your whole damn life You just watch one of the vids Far from porn again She's doing porn again